Hey guys, I am so excited to announce that I got an email saying that the bulk order for the I'm a brother, I'm a sister to an angel children's book have shipped. So I am just waiting for them. And once they are in my hands, I will get them out to all of you who have pre-ordered. If you have not pre-ordered and you would like to, you can still do so at ShellyMetling.com. I am so excited for you guys to see these books. I wrote this children's book for my boys to let them know that they have siblings in heaven and it's okay to think about them and talk to them and talk about them. Um, so hopefully you guys can relate. This is the last recorded and edited Life After Miscarriage episode. Holy smokes, it has been a few years of doing this and I am so sad to end this chapter of my life, but I am so thankful for everybody who's felt the pull to share and this platform of about 300 episodes is going to be out there forever for people to laugh to, cry to, relate to. Thank you to everybody who's made this possible. We're the Rad Fam, we're the Lamb Fam, and we always will be. And this platform will always be here for you guys. And I'll always be here for you guys. Love you so much. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone. We have Danae Romero on today's episode. I am so excited to get to know a little bit more about her. Danae, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you'd like with your story. Thank you so much. I just wanted to just show my gratitude and thank you for allowing me to uh, to tell my story and to have this platform that you provided for um, for all of us. Um, so I'm really excited to be here. I'm really nervous. Um, but overall, I'm just really anxious to tell my story and um, and just this healing, this part of healing and growth is like really important for me um, as I go through this, you know, roller coaster of of my miscarriage. Um, I think uh, I told my story previously on Instagram, but I think it's important for me to like take a, a couple of steps back because I kind of like um, forgot some information, I guess. <laughs> Not forgot, but I, I intentionally left it out because I didn't want to seem like I was putting a reason on my miscarriage or blaming anything or anyone. Um, so I'll just start off um, in August of 2020. My husband and I, um, we just decided that we wanted to have a third baby. So we have two kids, a 10-year-old and a four-year-old. Uh, and we just decided that um, we wanted to try to have another one. So in August of 2020, I officially got off of birth control, but with, there were some complications with my IUD. So I had to um, get it out uh, via procedure. And they told me, you're either going to get pregnant right away or it may take a little while. So we tried every month. And we were getting so unlucky and, um, and we just kept getting defeated, uh, right? Like with our other two kids, we, we, we were able to have, um, we were to conceive right away. Um, so I finally like sat with my cousin and we finally started tracking my ovulation um, and had to chart and everything. And that month that I started the ovulation charting, I got pregnant and I was so excited Um and a week later, so that was um, after November, after Thanksgiving, we got pregnant. And um, I took so many pregnancy tests. Like, I was spending so much money. <laughs> like, I would go to Target. I would get the three-pack. And I was like, you know what? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, they were all negative. And so I was like, I'm going to go on Amazon, buy this big pack. And I literally took, like, 20 pregnancy tests just to make sure, like, I was really pregnant because I didn't want to go share the news and 
and not be pregnant. So I took 20 pregnancy tests. Um, and, and, and lo and behold, we were, we were positive. Um, so we were so excited. The boys were so excited. Um, we didn't share with anyone cause it was really, really early. We kind of knew when we conceived and it was in those early stages. So we kind of kept it quiet. Uh, but the first week of December, um, we had uh, joined some family members at a little get together and we were exposed to COVID. So here I am in my mind, no one knows that I'm pregnant, but my husband and we are in this gathering and newly pregnant and I'm terrified. Um, I'm, I'm terrified because I don't know what COVID can do to a pregnant woman. Um, I was just so nervous because I couldn't control everything around me. Like I can control myself and where I go and who I talk to and who I see. But then like my husband goes to work and then my kids, you know, like they're kids, they, they, they transfer, you know, like germs to like each other. So I was really anxious. And the first week of December, my husband tested positive for COVID. So, um, so then my anxiety started like going up and then I wasn't going to test my boys. Cause I was like, if they have it, I'm just going to quarantine them. Um, but then I made the decision to, and to test them and they both came out. Um, so Daniel, my oldest came out positive. And then one night my son couldn't breathe. So I had to take him to the emergency room and we hadn't got his, um, results yet. So I didn't know if it was COVID, but here I am five weeks pregnant in the um, COVID emergency room, scared for my, scared for my son's life, first of all, and then scared for, like, my baby, like, here I am, like, five weeks pregnant in the COVID emergency room, Um, and then a few days later, we found out he was positive, so for sure, the next week, um, I took another COVID test, so this was my fourth COVID test, and the other ones have came in negative, so I was like, okay, I didn't get COVID from this gathering, um, I have to take care of my boys, my husband is isolating somewhere else, um, and then I tested positive for COVID. Um, I didn't have a lot of symptoms, I had like maybe a cold, and I notified my doctor right away, and I was so anxious, um, I called my normal OB and she just made me so scared. Um, She gave me some information like, you know, we don't have enough data on COVID and pregnancy, but it's known to affect the placenta. Um, And so she she made me so nervous and so anxious. I'm like, hell no, I got to change this OB. So I changed my doctor. I had to change my doctor anyway, closer to home. Um, but I felt like I ran away from like the truth. Right. And so I changed my doctor because she made me super nervous and I ended up changing it closer to home and she just put me more at ease. Um, they ended up putting me on two baby aspirins a day for four weeks. Um, so this is in my very early stages of pregnancy. So I am like really stressed out. I'm feeling the hormones. I'm feeling all the cravings and I'm just drained from COVID like my energy like it sucked the energy like right out of me um and just the unknowns were so scary like I hadn't seen my baby yet on an ultrasound I just know that I'm pregnant and I have a little bean inside of me and I this the unknowns were so scary for me um I kept having like 
visions and um and dreams of just like my baby um being attacked by covid whatever that means you know like i kept seeing just like um this horrible just visions of like my baby and and so christmas comes christmas 2020 um we told our family um and everyone was so excited um and everyone being so excited made me so excited so it kind of washed away like all those nervous feelings and um and it just made me start planning like this baby that's coming um we had to spend christmas alone because we had just got covid so everything was virtual um but it was so nice i was able to like gift my mother-in-law a calendar um and then it, it surprised her you know like um you know the baby's on its way in august um and then december 31st was my first appointment and i think i was seven or eight weeks um but i had to go alone and it's so depressing like you are expected to share these moments like with your husband or with your loved one and and just to be alone it's um it's so depressing but this one um was was really exciting for me because I got to see my little one and I got to hear the baby's heartbeat and um and I got to take like you know a little picture home to share my kids because my my kids are just like waiting for another sibling they just they're they were so excited um, and then, so we got to, so we got our first ultrasound and we told like our extended family. Um, so everyone knew, our whole family knew, I just hadn't, um, shared it with, you know, like the whole world, like social media and things like that. At 10 weeks, um, pregnant, I started getting these really bad cramps and they were significant enough for me to like, to stop and take a breath, right? Like I was like, whoa, like what was that? Like I haven't felt that before. Like I have two kids and these cramps aren't really normal for me. So I emailed my doctor and she was like, oh, you know, like it's fine, it's normal. And so I even Googled it and they said that, you know, it's like your uterus expanding, like whatever. So I didn't think anything of it. And still, like I'm still uh, recovering from COVID and I'm so, my energy is so drained. Um, and so at my 12 week checkup, I go in. This was Thursday, January 28th. And I'll always remember this day for the rest of my life. Um, I was going to go in to get like all my blood work done for genetics. And I was actually going to find out my baby's gender through the blood test. Um, I had prepared for like a gender reveal because I know like during this whole COVID experience that this is the way they're, um, they're showing the, the gender of the baby. So I was so excited just to get that done because that means I was like, so much closer to finding out what we were having um and it was it was a little it was a little weird that morning I was actually spotting and so I didn't think anything of it because my husband and I had just had intercourse the, the following morning so I was or the following night sorry the past night and so I I didn't think anything of it but I emailed my doctor and I told her I was like hey just to let you know that I'm spotting I'm not worried but I just want to let you know before I come in so she said well check it out when you come in just get here and and yeah so then I went I checked in they called me to the back they took all my vitals and my blood pressure was through the roof and never in my life has my blood pressure been through the roof like that um so I 
I wasn't worried because like my family was going through a loss at that time. Like my uncle had passed away. So I was like, maybe I'm just like really stressed out. Like my, uh, my family member just passed away. And, uh, and so I, I had no idea that I was going to lose my baby that day. So I was just thinking all these other things that like was going on in my life. And so I sat down and then they checked me out. They did a ultrasound above my, uh, my belly and the, the screen was behind my, my shoulder. So I wasn't really able to see. So I'm just looking at the doctor's face and she's going and she's looking for the baby and I see her and she kind of has like a blank stare on her face and, and I'm looking at her and everything just like, like the blood just rushes like out of like from my face, like down to like my body. And I kind of know what they're looking for when, when they're looking at the screen. So I turned around and I don't see the, the little flicker. And then I look back at her and she looks at me and she doesn't say anything. And I just like, my heart just dropped into my stomach and she, and she puts her hand on mine and she's like, I'm so sorry. Like there's no heartbeat. And I'm, immediately like I'm just like okay I need to be strong I need to be strong don't share like you know don't cry and so I'm like okay like I'm shaking my head like it's fine it's fine like okay and I put my hands over my face and I just started crying um she did ask she did ask um do you want another doctor to come in and check and so I had like literally no words and she's like you know I'm just going to just have another doctor come in so she comes in and the first thing my doctor tells her was she was tested positive for COVID at five weeks. And that was literally the only thing she said to her. And so like my heart just crushes because to know this may be a factor in why I lost the baby, something that was so maybe so preventative, like maybe so preventative that I didn't have to like put myself out there to catch COVID, whatever. But my heart just crashed at that moment and I put my hands over my face and I just started crying and they they left the room they gave me some time but again like I'm by myself my husband's not there and it's like it's really so sad and so depressing to be in that moment to hear that news by myself um so when they left, I immediately like got dressed and texted my mom and my husband and said, I, I lost the baby. And I know my husband wasn't going to get it right away because he works and he doesn't have his phone, but I knew my mom would. And so the doctors came back and they gave me three options. I could let the baby pass on its own. I could take medication and and let the baby pass, and that medication will help, or I can have the DNC procedure um, done. At that time, like, I'm just so numb. I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm so speechless. My eyes are, like, bloodshot red. I'm kind of, like, embarrassed, although, like, I know this happens all the time, um, but I was just so scared, and so I didn't know quite what to do at that point. I didn't know what decision to make, but I ended up booking the DNC because I was just like, let me just book it 
if I change my mind, I'll just bail and not come. Um, so I, I booked it t five days out and I was like, maybe the baby will pass. Um, the baby was actually measuring at 10 weeks. So it had already been in my stomach for two weeks. Like I already stopped growing at 10 weeks. So two weeks it's been in my stomach already, you know, with no heartbeat. So I was like, I don't know how long this is going to take. I kind of just wanted the pain to go away. I kind of just like wanted everything to just go away. So I left, I kind of like ran out of the, um, the doctor's office because I was just so like, you see all these pregnant women, you see, you know, these fully, you know, full term women just like walking around. So I like literally ran out the office and I sat in my car and I cried, I cried. And I went home and I just, I tried to tell my kids, like, there's no more baby. And they didn't quite understand, you know, like my little one, he's four. And he's just like, what do you mean? Like the baby's out? Like, you know, so he didn't quite understand, but it, it, it broke my heart to tell them. And I just laid in bed that day. I laid in bed until my husband got home. And then when he got home, he laid in bed with me and we just, we just laid in bed and just soaked in our feelings and, and we just felt them. Um, that weekend was the longest weekend of my life. Um, I reached out to a few people that I knew may have had a miscarriage and what did they do? And I was getting like information on the DNC. Um, I was getting so much mixed information and I think that's why I go back and forth with my decision on what I, what I had chose, you know, to, to have the miscarriage. Um, and, you know, a lot of people were telling me like, you know, do the DNC, your body thinks you're pregnant, your hormones are off the roof. You're not going to stop feeling this way emotionally until you get that baby out of you. And then the other, other people were like, you know what, that's so invasive. Like let your baby come naturally. Like it's fine. And it was so weird. Um, I, didn't quite know where to go like for comfort right like everyone was giving me this this forced positivity which made me like even more mad um and just telling me things that like I don't want to hear <laughs> and and now that I go back like I remember telling people like stuff like you know like maybe it wasn't meant to be and I'm like if someone told me that right now I probably would like sock them in the face you know like so it was just like all this forced positivity that I was just it was just, it was made me fear, furious, to be honest with you. And so I went to comfort and I went to social media and I, and I searched like hashtag miscarriage support. And that's actually where I found um, this life after marriage podcast and um, Instagram. And so I just found so much comfort uh, knowing what I was going through, that other people went through it. They felt the same way. They have the same heartbreak. Um, so that weekend I told my husband, I was just like, just get me out the house. Like I cannot be just sitting here in my feelings. Like I was kind of like running away, like from my feelings. Um, and so he did, like we went and we just like drove to places. We took the kids places and, and I was just so grateful to be with them because although like I'm grieving, I'm, I'm also just grateful. Um, and that's possible, right? Like it, it can coexist. And so on Monday, I had my pre-op uh, appointment and the doctor told me, you know, it's going to be a five to seven minute procedure, really easy. Um, 
and in my mind like I had this I had a procedure done to take my IUD out and so I'm thinking like this is gonna be exactly like that no biggie um and and, and it'll be fine and so I had my pre-op appointment with her and she told me um and I told her I was like if there's anything I can see that you take out of me like I want to see it because in my mind I felt like I wanted to see a little baby and no matter how small that was like I wanted to see it I had a family member who had just had a miscarriage um, a few weeks before me and they said like they were able to see like the rib cage and the formation and and so I wanted that like I wanted to I wanted to see that and I wanted to stay with it and I wanted to like you know like take it home with me I know that sounds so weird but like at that time like I just wanted to sit with my baby and feel my feelings and she was like okay but I just have to tell you like you know like it's just gonna be a lot of blood and it's just gonna be like you may not see anything like what you're expecting it may not happen so I just want you to be aware of that and so on Tuesday February 2nd I went in for my DNC procedure my husband took me and I checked in and they gave me a wristband as if I was like being admitted to a hospital and I sat in the waiting room and I felt like I sat in there for like an hour. It probably wasn't, but it felt like an hour and they took me back and then they gave me a shot in my butt to like, I think it was just for numbing. Uh, and I sat there for like another hour and I'm, of course, like I'm probably exaggerating, but that's how it felt. And they finally brought me into the operation room. And I just felt like so alone. Like I've never felt so alone in my life. And and I just sat there while they're doing all this, you know, like prepping and everything. And they started, you know, the procedure. And what was supposed to be a five to seven minute procedure felt like three hours. Um, I don't think I was prepared for that much physical pain. Um, I'm, I handle pain really well. And I, I think that was, was just the most painful thing I've ever been through. And I think it has a lot to do with like my emotions and my mental like well-being at that moment. Um, I was just not prepared for it. And as much as people told me, maybe I blocked out some of the stuff that they had told me, but I just was not, I was just like, why didn't anyone tell me like, this is what this DNC is like? I, I would have not done it. I would have like did another, you know, did the other option. And I remember even like, she was, it was so painful. And she was like, you know what, why don't you go on your phone and play a game? And I'm like, you have to be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. Like, you're telling me to play a game right now while you're, like, sucking my baby out of me? Like, this is, this is traumatizing. And so after the procedure was done, um, she showed me. I, I asked her to show me. And so she showed me, she showed me this little cup and, and she lifts it up so I can see the bottom of the cup. And she was like, you see, like, those little white things, uh, you know, those are like, the baby's, like, bones and body and then those two black dots, those are its eyes. And of course, like they're dismantled right there. The baby was sucked out of me and, and that's the outcome of it. And it just like broke my heart. And in my mind, I'm like, why is she showing me this? But then like, I also asked her, I'm like, whatever I can see, I want to see. Um, 
and then like one of like the medical assistant had asked me like do you want your like husband to come in and that just made me even more angry because I'm like he can come in now but he couldn't come in like just to hold my hand like while I was doing everything um it was just it was just one of those things where like the silence was just so loud and I felt like I just felt so alone and so hurt so heartbreaking and I felt like it was such a like desensitized like procedure <laughs> like I even asked him I was like is this something you guys do every day because I was getting angry at some point and I just wanted it to be over like I didn't really know how to manage like all those feelings at that moment and I was by myself like like who can blame me and so when I was done I put on my clothes like I didn't have any pain like physically um but I literally like ran out the 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 doctor's office again and I my husband was in the car and who knows like how my husband was feeling at this time like how anxious he could have been because I felt like it was three hours I don't I don't even remember how long it was but it that's how how long it felt and just to know that my husband was in his car like by himself like like the feelings that he probably was going through and it probably matched mine right and so I got in the car and I had all like my paperwork and I just started falling and I remember I was just sitting on my um I put my head on like the console in the middle of the the truck and and I just cried the whole way there and I remember like I told my husband like maybe we can go out to breakfast like after you know the the procedure and he's like do you like still want to go eat and I'm like hell no like take me home like I want to go hide in a closet or something and um and we went home and and the boy, you know, the boys are home, and I just was so broken. I didn't know quite how to feel, and I had told my uncle, because we had just had a, a a passing in our family, and I was like, you know, it's crazy, like, you know, people go to funerals, and we pray so much for the, for, for the funeral, and after the funeral, it's like, everyone goes back to their normal lives, and I felt like the DNC was sort of a funeral, like, for my baby the baby's no longer in me and I was like now I have to go back to my normal life um so it was hard it was really hard and like I said I found I didn't really know where to go for for the comfort that I wanted to feel um you know like people can tell me like all these positive things and and I'm like yeah yeah like I don't want to hear that right now like I want someone to tell me like it's okay to feel the way that you're feeling and you're and you know your 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 feelings are validated um and I kind of like didn't know like how to feel like am I supposed to feel this way am I overreacting like I didn't really meet my baby like should I be feeling like this and I think and from the stories that I've read you know I think that that's how a lot of women feel and um I had so much support like so many people have sent me flowers so many people have sent me food because I didn't even have the strength to like cook dinner like my mom would come over and help me clean so I had so much support in a sense where like people were just sending their love um and my house literally like smelled like a funeral home at one point because I had so many beautiful like arrangements I'm so grateful I'm so grateful for those people um because like I would just receive a flower and it would just like make me like smile and give me just like a little bit of warmth in my body because my body just felt so like cold not physically cold but like I just felt so numb and um 
but yeah, I'm so I'm so grateful for everyone who who had just made me feel a little bit of sympathy or just like just comforting. Um, but I mean, it's been a month, a little bit over a month since my miscarriage, and there's some days where I am really good, like you know, like I have a little bit of hope, um, and there's some days where I am just broken. Um, there are some days where I don't know. Um, if I should be feeling like this still and 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 people you know will tell me like you know there's no time like feel however you want to feel but I got into this deep depression where I didn't want to do anything I didn't have no energy I was feeling really negative and I was really angry and I'm like what is this and you know I'm like this is the stages of grief right and and I and what I've learned is just like grief isn't linear you know we don't go through these stages like in order like we it sometimes it comes to us and sometimes um it comes back and and I think that's the hardest part for me um but that's my story of my miscarriage uh for those days for the last month um it's been really really hard for me, um, a lot of therapy, um, and a lot of just sitting with myself and healing, um, and a lot of journaling. Um, so that's my story in a nutshell. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing. Now, if you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, what I would want someone to tell me, like if, when I was going through everything, um, is, you're not alone and, and just be kind to yourself. I think I beat myself up so much on like shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? Like what ifs, um, that I was beating myself up and I was so angry at situations, um, that, that I can't control now. And so I think the main thing for myself was just be kind to yourself. And one, the one thing that someone has told me was it doesn't get better it just gets different. And I thought that was so good because everyone kept saying like, you know what, like you'll feel better in about, you know, like two weeks. And I'm just like, how am I going to feel better knowing that I just had my baby like sucked out of me and knowing that I just lost, you know, this being that I, that I planned for. Um, and how, like, how can you say that? So I think we just have to like, learn to accept that this has happened and learn how to live with this new state of reality. Um, and I think that was just like super good for me to hear. Um, and I would just say like, feel your feelings. There was a lot of times where I ran away from my feeling and I would like be distracted. Like I would like go to work. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to work and I'd be distracted. But then like my feelings caught up to me like later on. And I was just, I'm just like, I'm keep pushing this back. I really just need to sit with my feelings and let myself cry and and it's okay to cry. And that's what I've learned during this whole process. Like it's okay to cry and it's okay to be sad and it's okay to miss my baby. Um, one thing that I do that I think really helps and, and it may be too much, I don't know, but I honor my baby. Um, we had names for our baby already. So we call our baby, baby A, because it started with, you know, both A's. And I have pictures of my ultrasound. I have, uh, I have things just honoring my baby around the house. And I think that was really good for me just so I acknowledge my baby. My baby was there. Um, I think a lot of times in stories that I've heard is they just like tucked it, you know, like tuck the ultrasound in the drawer and just don't speak about it. But for me, what helped me was just honoring my baby. Um, and I also reached out, like I knew at this point, 
I was in a deep depression. I didn't know how to get out of it. And I, I went to therapy and I, therapy has been the best thing for me. I'm able to talk about like my feelings and, and just, just get the resources that I have at my fingertips. I mean, it's 2021 Google something like everything is out there. Um, so just use your resources that are available to you. And, um, and what's helped me and what I'm doing right now is I'm being vulnerable. Like it is so hard for me in the past to have been a vulnerable person because we don't want to show weakness. We don't want to be um, known as, um, as sensitive. Right. But be vulnerable and tell your story, even if it's not to the world, even if, you know, like you have to whisper it and just tell someone like, do it. I strongly encourage it. It will make you feel a hundred percent better. And just, you're just, giving honor to your baby in the situation that you have gone through. Um, you don't have to travel, you know, this path in silence. Like there are people, there's so many people out there that are going through the same thing that you may be able to help. And I saw this quote and it was like, I show my scars so that other may know that they can heal. And that's what a lot of people have done for me by telling their story is helping me heal and helping me grow, like go through this journey. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's my advice to you all. Absolutely. And I've heard a couple girls on this podcast mention that like honoring their baby and talking about their baby is kind of their way of parenting their baby. And I think that that's really cool. Yeah. And I think so. And, and I think since I had two boys already, like a lot of people were like, you know, just be grateful you have kids. And I'm like, I'm, it's okay for me to grieve and yeah. to be grateful. It's, you know, like, like I just read something this morning that was like, it's okay for that to coexist because I'm completely grateful for my boys and I'm so blessed. And at the same time, I miss my baby, you know, I miss being pregnant. And some, there's sometimes where I wake up and I just like, I feel like I'm pregnant. Like I'm, it's called like, I think it's called a baby loss uh, brain or something like that. And, and, and sometimes I feel like there's something kicking or sometimes, you know, like, and it's so strange but I've learned, I'm like, it's okay to like be grateful and grieve at the same time. And I'm just, I'm just so glad that there's something like social media where I can just be at my fingertips and just read through stuff. And there's nights where I just stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning, just going through like hashtags, like miscarriage hashtags and just sh like showing me myself, like, you know, other people are going through this. Your feelings are validated, you know, and just keep going. Like you're so strong. What I know blows my mind is like, let's say you lose a parent or a sibling, people would never respond to that with be grateful that you have your other parent or be grateful right. that you have your other yes. sibling. And it's, it's just so weird to me that pregnancy loss is in this like stigma of like, I don't it know. is it's just weird. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I also was telling like my husband, I was like, you know, like if I was to lose, because although we had so much support, I felt so alone because I'm the only one that are feeling all these feelings. I'm the one, you know, I'm, I yeah. carry the baby. And I was saying like, if, if a parent had passed and you know, I had siblings, then all my siblings would feel the exact way I do because we all grew up with this parent. But because like, I'm by myself. Like even I don't know what my husband, you know, like feels. You know, yeah, he's sad, but he's not as sad as I am. So like you just with so much support, you just don't realize how alone that you feel. And that's just a sucky feeling, right? And so what my therapist had told me was just like, you need to tell people how you can be supported. And I think that was the toughest thing for me because I don't like to ask people for help. I I kind of just 
I kind of just like expect it right like you know like I don't feel like I have to ask like if someone sees me hurting I feel like they should like reach out but for me it was just like you know what this is such an awkward moment for people Um, your vulnerability and your um, your speaking out is uncomfortable for people and you have to realize that not everyone is okay with like you know like hearing these things and I'm like why you know like why is it that people are uncomfortable because I even get people who just see me and they just like turn around because they don't want to face me and I'm just like I'm a human guys like why you know like why why is this so awkward for you and and I've just learned that through this so like now like the person who I was like a month and a half ago I'm not that same person like my heart is a little bit more softer like you just never know what people are going through because I know I've stand in like Costco lines that I'm just like daydreaming like about my baby and like you know like you just never know what people are going through so just be just be so kind to people and um and yeah it, it makes me sad that this is really an awkward uh, conversation for people but I realize that it's okay like you know like that what a, you don't know until you go through it and I've learned that with this with this whole situation and this journey I can so relate. And especially like, I remember saying, it feels like I'm at a funeral where only I know the person. Oh yeah. And that's exactly kind of, you know, how you were explaining it. It's like, you're the only one that really like knew that person or was physically connected to that person and emotionally connected. You know, it's just, it's odd, odd feeling. And I just thank you so much for sharing and helping end the stigma so that maybe someday it's not awkward right? Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying it to be like a normal conversation for people. There, it, the amount of people who have reached out to me um, from my story um, is, is crazy. It's really crazy. And I didn't know these people were going through this and I didn't, not that everyone has to share, but the amount of people who have to go through it alone just breaks my heart. Because if I were here dealing with this on my own and not telling everyone, I know how deep in a depression I would be in. And it just makes me so sad. And it makes me just so much more loving towards like people because I could never have gone through this by myself. And I would never want anyone to ever, ever feel alone when they're in this situation. Um, and so it, I, I just want it to be something that I can if I can be that person for you, like, I want to be that person for you to help you through, you know, the miscarriage or whatever you're going through. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, if someone wants to reach out to you, where could they do so? So I run an, I run a page on Instagram, um, named loved yours. And the second O is a, is a zero. Uh, it's based off a J Cole song, um, love yours. And it's based on healing self growth and just a place of motivation and inspiration. So I actually started dedicating my Mondays to miscarriages So I call it miscarriage Mondays and I just to honor like my angel baby and just like feelings that I have at that moment and feelings that others may have. Um, So it's a, it's a public page and anyone can follow and I am willing, you know, like to talk to anyone and just help them through anything because helping others for me, it helps myself (laughs) selfishly, you know, like, you know, when you tell your story and it helps. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah. So I'm just like, let me help you. You know, like it's helping me. Um, and I'm also like helping someone, like someone had reached out and was like, I'm currently going through a miscarriage. Like, am I supposed to feel these feelings? I was like, absolutely. And I will help you through it. You know, like we'll grow and heal together. Um, so yeah, I love yours is my page. Um, and feel free to DM if you have any questions or if you just want to chat, I'm open to talking. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it. I think it's so cool. It's going to help so many people. And yeah, you're awesome.
Thank you so much for having me. I, um, like I, I told you this morning that I, when I first had my miscarriage, I had listened to a few stories and at the end it says like, if you want to, you know, tell your story, I'm like, hell yes. Let me go to this email. And I was like, let me do it. You know, like in the end, like in March, because maybe I'll be fine and maybe I'll be okay to talk about it. And to be honest, like the other day, I was just like, you know, let me see if I could reschedule. And there was like nothing available. And now I know why, but, um, I was just like, recording. yeah. <laughs> and so I was just like, so I am so grateful just to like share like my story. And I'm hoping like, to start you know something of my own just like just of storytelling it may not be just pregnancies but just like telling your story brings you so much life and I think it's so important and and storytelling saves lives right like you know there can be someone out there who's going through something so similar and they hear your story and just be so grateful because that's me like I was in that seat I'm just so grateful for people sharing their stories with me um and 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 validating my feelings and it's so important that we understand that you're not alone in anything that you go through in life and we shouldn't go through life alone. Right. Like it, it should never be that way. Um, so I'm just so grateful and, um, and I appreciate you so much. Yeah. And if you start something like that, let me know. Cause I'd love to share my story. Oh yes, definitely. I look forward to that. <laughs> that soon. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to share your life after miscarriage story, go to ShellyMetling.com. Click on the life after miscarriage tab and add yourself right to the recording schedule. And I can't wait to chat with you soon. Next one.